Good grief. Good grief, Charlie Brown. <laughs> I am Carl. I'm a uh addict alcoholic in, in among other things in my sobriety days, August twenty second, twenty fourteen. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is Sober Pod. Sober Pod is a podcast about recovery that doesn't sound like a podcast about recovery. We are not professionals and do not speak for any recovery groups or organizations. And as always, we encourage you to listen in moderation. Moderation. Oh, you know what? Um... Did, did everybody just hear that right? So does everybody know what day it is? It's my birthday. My birthday. <laughs> my birthday. <laughs> happy, happy anniversary. Happy, happy anniversary. <laughs> so, Eight years. Oh my Crazy. gosh. Chelsea, what does it feel like? To, you know, I, I, I was listening to a guy sharing a meeting, a birthday meeting the other day. And he was talking about like, you know, having nine years. He was just taking his nine year chip. And I was just like sitting there the whole time. I was thinking... Wow, nine years is a real long time. <laughs> I <laughs> no, literally forgot. <laughs> I forgot that I even had any. To be honest, I sat there going, wow, like that dude's got nine years. You know what I mean? Didn't mm-hmm. even fucking occur to me that I was like sitting here like going to have eight in August. It didn't even fucking face me. Oh, wait, no, I already had eight. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to have nine in August. So I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so, that what, so does it feel like eight years? Does it feel like you have like reached a level of... Um, or milestone, like what is it like? I mean, because believe me, I bet there's people like you know tuning into this podcast that got like fucking five days, and they're like, "Fuck, eight years." How does that? Put-? Mm-hmm. It seems like such a long time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I think, I think in the beginning you're like, "Well, that just seems so unattainable." But I think once you hit a certain routine level of you know, just this is your new normal days just, you know, start stacking up. Mm. At least that's, that's how it was for me. I don't know, maybe after a year, like once I turned two, I think things started, you know, chilling out. And I think even on my third sober birthday, I completely forgot it was my sober birthday until I was sitting in a Walgreens checking out and I saw this person who reeked of cigarettes pulling an 18 pack of beer you know just like you know up at the counter like all like give me some smokes and I was like huh oh shit like I'm three years sober today (laughs) (laughs) you know so I I think it just depends last year I was really excited because it was my lucky number seven and Mm. um I thought that was cool but you know it's it's just natural now and it's kind of like you know after you hit the milestones of your actual birthday like 18 21 like you know even 30 like it's kind of just another day and Mm -hmm. you're like it's cool but also it's just one more day it's just it's just another day Mm -hmm. that's it well i mean fuck it let's not celebrate it so (laughs) (laughs) it's good to celebrate the successes and the milestones but um i i think it just becomes kind of you know, it, an acknowledgement more than 
anything else uh, yeah. as time goes on. And then we've heard it said before, you know, we don't celebrate it necessarily because, you know, we, you know, we're all into it, but we really do want to celebrate it so that everybody knows that it's possible. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I, I really, um, you know, it's funny, like I didn't want to like say anything about getting a year when I had a year because mm-hmm. I was just afraid I would um, jinx it or something. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then my sponsor like, no, it's like, it's not for you. It's for everybody else to be celebrating like what is possible. Yeah. You know? And, uh, so, you know, so fuck you for being so selfish about it. And <laughs> so you're supposed to get up there and celebrate. You're like, or at least I just want to keep it. it. Yeah, I exactly. want to keep it and I don't care <laughs> about helping anyone else. <laughs> exactly. At that point, that's all I really did care about, you know? Yeah. So, um, so, all right, so one more year, one more trip around the sun, you've, you've done it and it's really just now just a matter of, of lifestyle and main, maintenance and, you know, doing what you've been doing, right? You know, what do they, mm-hmm. what do they, do these, they always say, it's like, uh, you know, uh, keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that also involves drinking and drugging. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you keep doing that shit, you'll keep getting what you're getting. So, um, so in this case, you know, we keep doing what we're doing and hopefully we'll keep getting what we're getting. I mean, do you like what you're getting? Oh yeah. I mean, everything that I desired while I was drinking, I have attained in recovery. You know, I am a completely different person for the better. And, you know, me eight years ago, you know, didn't think there was much of a life without alcohol and here I am to tell you that all of my whole life like everything I love and care about is because I let go of alcohol mm-hmm. which well, is just crazy yeah they say like you know um uh what are they like sobriety gave to me everything that alcohol promised yep you I've know heard that one. yeah mm-hmm. so it's 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 a little bit like that and uh I, I way more than what alcohol promises as far as I'm concerned, you know, I just like just the clarity, peace of mind, all this other stuff that you get out of this deal. It's like, it's just not even, it's not measurable like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, I don't know. I think alcohol only really, you know, alcohol promised me quote unquote a good time, you know, and didn't deliver, uh, not in the end, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, okay, so we're going to move on. We're going to not we're going to not talk about your silververseary because we were trying to keep this show more evergreen, meaning like, you know, we really want somebody to listen to this in, I don't know, whatever, August and still be able to to get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I don't know, um, you know, just so they can so they can binge it in, in 2026. How's that? <laughs> That'd be That's awesome. So weird to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, um, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be, um, uh, doing what we've been doing, which is we're going to read out of the book, the 366 fucking days sober. And this book is a, um, a series of meditations written by, uh, uh, sober pod. (laughs) Yours truly. (laughs) Yours truly. And, uh, and some of them are funny, some of them are serious, some of them are more like, you know, um, in the grass. Some of them are just like not relating to quote unquote addiction or alcoholism, but really about living life, you know, maybe with the clarity of sobriety, I guess, you know. There's just all these other things about like, you know, being in recovery that we that we do that we don't um 
it don't necessarily relate to like the disease of alcoholism and addiction and and all that stuff which really relates sometimes i think for me what it is is it's um it's about learning to live life on life's terms and then um and then you're putting it down in in a book form where these are the things that i should have been learning when i was busy drinking and drugging right like all the things that you you should have learned but were too high to, <laughs> to care, <laughs> to, care. <laughs> to receive it. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, right? So um, so in this book, we will be reading from today's entry, which is February 19th, and it is on grief, and that's why the title of the episode is Good Grief. Um, and, I, 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 and I don't know where this one's going to go. I don't even, you know, because to be honest, like sometimes I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like dipping into the emotional grief bag and, you know, pulling out some trauma. Right. But I do. Yeah. Um, but I have recently, um, you know, the reason that this one is in here is because of my sponsor dying, you know, mm-hmm. and I was definitely feeling um, I was feeling that I was feeling it a lot. And when I so when I wrote this, it was definitely um, about that. So. So are you ready? Are you pumped, Chelsea? Are you do you want the healing to fucking begin or what? Um, we can pump the brakes. <laughs> no, this is such a touchy topic, but yeah. if we don't talk about it, who will, right? Well, especially talking about it in the way that we are going to be talking about it too, right? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, it's just a little different. I think it's also different coming from from recovery standpoint, coming from people who have like, you know, recently found their feelings eight years ago. And mm-hmm. or even less, right? And now have to like deal with a very heavy topic of grief, and it's very difficult when we don't necessarily have that background or that support or that. Uh, um, for me, the maturity <laughs> just to, to deal with that stuff, and it's and it's in in its proper way, right? So mm-hmm. okay, so here it is, February nineteenth. Let's pump the brakes. Take a deep <laughs> breath. February nineteenth. <gasps> okay, this is good grief. Uh, when someone you love is gone, it leaves a significant hole that fills with sadness. Fucking complete malaise. Uh, if you want to look up malaise, here, wait, hold on a second so I can do that. Because I like the word malaise uh, because it just, it really has, um, it, it's a really specific word for me and it just drips uh, of this. So it, which is malaise means unhappiness, restlessness uneasiness, unease, melancholy, depression, despondency, and dejection, right? Um, So that's why I use that word a lot because I really love that word. It just says so much, you know, uh, fucking complete malaise. It's like Uh, all-encompassing. Yeah. Just feeling shitty. All of it. All the shit, right? And it says that's the only way to describe it. The hurt of loss lingers and nags you at the back of your mind, always there to remind you that you had a good thing and lost it. The love of another soul, the ability to love another soul. It doesn't matter if it's a family pet, a horse, or a fucking fish. The loss is still there, still nagging, and it can be painful. Grief has a way of sneaking up on us all. It, it takes many forms, and we all experience it differently. We all have our own way of moving through it. So reflections for February 19th. If you are feeling a loss today, stay with it. Feel that shit. Feel it fully. It's okay. Uh, Daily challenge. What can you do today to honor those that you have lost? Hmm. You know, this is really just talking about loss and death, but it could be grief of 
things. It could be gr- change of job. It could be, I mean, divorce. It could be, uh, you know, just uh, uh, for me, there was a big um, uh, I had grief in childhood, grief of my childhood loss that I didn't, I didn't really have a childhood necessarily. So mm-hmm. I had to understand that as I got into recovery. So there, grief can really be just a much bigger, you know, and it's not just about regret, right? You know, regret's one thing, but when we're talking grief, we're talking malaise, right? We're talking, <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that sorrow, right? That, that, that real thick fucking fog of unhappiness, you know? So, um, when, when's the most you've ever been, in grief or had a real sense of like unhappiness, like a deep unhappiness? Uh, well, I feel like the, that's hard to say. I want to say right before I got sober, I was in a really like dark place, but that's not really grief. I want to say that, um, you know, the loss of my uncle was probably the most recent, experience of grief that I've had and it's been very powerful very um very strong you know we had a really close relationship and um he was taken unexpectedly and so I think that adds to it um and there are days where you know it's it's been a few years now 2020 was when he passed um there are days where I'll just break down randomly and it's like all I had was a thought or something that reminded me of him and I just lose it like you know um Mm -hmm. I was going through my my phone because I was thinking of him and I listened to you know on iPhones they save everything like forever unless you delete it so I had some voicemails from him and got to hear his voice which was really bittersweet you know I got to feel that connection again he was sending me a voicemail and um but at the same time it was it was very um kind of heartbreaking just because that's someone I care about who I've lost and um grief is a process and there are some things that you may grieve for the rest of your life you know it just you know how they say um time heals all wounds Mm -hmm. I think time just makes it a little bit easier to deal with uh I don't think that it will completely go away for me but you know it's such like it's such like a hole in your heart like you just feel that deep visceral pain this gut reaction and um when you've experienced a loss like that, you know it, you know, it, it just consumes you. I feel like, Mm -hmm. what about you? What's an experience? Um, I know that you lost your sponsor recently. And and for me that this is like, um, it's really strange because, you know, I have such a strange, I had such a strange, um, relationship with grief or death, you know, in that way. Um, because, uh, moving around a lot as a kid, I just, I, I learned to turn off, um, like if somebody died in my life, I would just, I would just pretend like I moved like that's just, you know, so to me it was really easy Mm -hmm. just to be like, I'm, I'm starting over or they moved and then, you know, whether it be my grandmother or whether it be, 
you know, stepfather, uncles, you know, all this other stuff. I've really just kind of cut it off. So like, you ju- were you like definitely more avoidant and yeah, 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 yeah. So I, so I don't know if I've really, um, so but, um, so let me go to let me go to two two people in my life, which Leo, you know, ironically enough, are both a. AA based, I guess. Right, <laughs> one is an old guy that I grew up with. Art, um, I had a really hard time, um, you know, after my uh, fifth step because he he came up in my fifth step, and I'd stolen a radio from him. And you know, again, I think I've talked about him on the podcast before. But for those who haven't listened yet, you know, I, I stole his radio, and I knew that this dude down the street who kind of took care of us and pseudo raised us. He was kind of like my pseudo, you know, grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, um, uh, you know, he had, he died in, uh, I want to say 2008 before I really even knew, like, you know, um, I, I, I thought he'd probably died a lot sooner than that. Right. So I never bothered to really look him up. But so then by the time I, you know, coming to, and I'm, you know, uh, looking to make amends, of course, you know, I go to look him up and I'm, and I, and I'm, and I'm pretty sure he's, he's, um, dead when I go to look him up, but. Um, that was the thing is I had, I had a lot of grief that I was not dealing with around that situation. I had like a lot of sadness that I could not resolve. Um, and, and so one of the things, and that's really where the question comes at the daily challenge here. It says, you know, uh, what can you do today to honor those that you have lost? Which is, um, you know, so I, I went to visit him as a grave site and I was trying to work, you know, that stuff out. That was more like whatever it was like three years ago or something like that. Three, mm-hmm. three to four years ago, I think three years ago. Yeah, and so, um, so I did that stuff because it was important for me to go honor those people and to then, um, well, that person, and then just to like really go through it because there was nothing, um, nothing else that I could do. You know, uh, yeah, I'd written a letter, I'd written, you know, all the stuff, and um, you know, I just, I just had to go through it. Like, I also had to make that commitment to like, um, to you know, to live for the, for the same purpose and ideals that that that, that person had lived for, right? You know, to help mm-hmm. others and to be of service and to do all those other things. Doing this podcast is kind of part of that, right? So, yeah. um, so that's the stuff. I go, oh, okay. So there's like, you know, so in doing so, you know, not only am I making amends, but I'm also just kind of, um, that's part of the grieving process for me. Which which, which is, and then it's really important to say, um, is uh, you know, we talked about like in couple episodes we've always talked about in grief we always talk about the what are the uh the stages of grief did you look those up for this at all oh no uh, but i will it, i know there's like denial yeah there's bargaining uh the last one i think is acceptance um yeah so denial in isolation um uh anger the- bargaining uh depression acceptance right Mm-hmm. And I just listened to this uh, in pre- preparation for this podcast. I just listened to this woman, um, and she basically was like, uh, "Like these stages are bullshit, <laughs> right? Because it, <laughs> it was from a book of death and dying in like 1960 or something. And then, and it was really about um, there was these were these stages were really supposed to be for doctors to kind of quiz just people where they're at in the moment." Right. Okay. Not necessarily stages. There actually were like ten of them to start, like just to try and get a vibe from people. And it was for people that not necessarily were dead, but were in the process of dying. You know, Mm -hmm. they were sick. So, um, so then, um, 
and then this woman was like you know talking about it in such a good way um and if you want to look it up it's like uh, grief in recovery if you look it up it's a ted talk and she talked about like basically um that uh that it's okay to grieve and that it's okay to like that you the, there is no there is no completion there is no like um finality to the grieving process it will always be a part you will always have a missing piece of you as long as that person is gone right yeah and as for as long as you like i mean yeah you'll you'll find ways that maybe it's a lot easier or maybe it's like more um comforting in other ways to understand but but ultimately you know with so with my sponsor more fresh um and 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 to be truthfully honest he's probably the he's the only man that i've ever said i love you to and really meant it in a way that was like genuine Mm-hmm. Uh, I was honest with him to a to a degree where I wasn't never honest with anybody else like him. I um, he taught me how to love other people, which is a huge gift, right? Yeah. To to be taught, it's, it's like to be taught how to love is like an amazing experience, right? Yeah. And in a, and not in a not in a weird foo foo way, but in a fucking very much like a you know, like uh, a not in a way. like. Yeah, yeah. Not like a let's go get a teddy bear and pretend that we're going to love or carry around an egg for a week so it doesn't break or whatever (laughs) the fuck that shit is. Right. You know, but this is like literally like he, you know, he and he showed me this way by example. And so um, and when we would talk and we would talk about other people in certain ways and, um, you know, just to get all this clarity. So it really just helped me to like, you know, and that's the thing. It's like I was just like, um you know, I was talking to another sponsee of his who only had known him for like a year. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I should have done more. Like, I should have done my step work and I really put it off. But I I should have done more with him. You know, I really missed it. Right. And I was like, I had eight years with him and I totally felt the exact same way. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have done more. Right. Because it's like, you know, but that's the thing is like, um, you know, I learned so much. But then I also um, the best part about it was that I learned even in his death. I'm still learning. Now, so it's like he, there's no way he could have taught me how to grieve, right? Yeah. Until now he's dead and now I'm learning how to really grieve and that was like a real that was a thing. I was like I was like you motherfucker and that's just shit that makes me <laughs> smile. Continue yeah, to right? teach you. Yeah, right? So that's th- cool. that's, the, that's the stuff where I start to um I get like I'll have these moments where I'm like I I just I'll think about something he said or whatever. And I'll get sad. I'll get super sad. And then um, and then it'll remind me of that conversation. And then I'll think it a little bit through. And I'll think what a great conversation it was, right? Or mm-hmm. how it made me laugh or whatever. And I'm laughing. So I'm not only, I'm just, so I'm just, I just ride the grief coaster, right? And I'm like, oh, this is fucking terrible. And then I'm like, oh, but it's hilarious. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know, wee. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of what I put in there, um, you know that it's uh that we all have a different way of doing it and that um and it does leave a hole and it's significant but at the same rate it's like um i really appreciate what i was given that's the other side of this grief it's like you know not just acceptance but but to to love the fact that i had that window of time with that person makes that even much more significant and and special to me and it's like and i get to feel that's why i also say you know if you're feeling a loss today stay with it feel that shit feel it fully because that's the idea it's like 
you know, if you're just staying in it and you're feeling it fully, you're getting the the joy too. You're like you're remembering the all the things that come from that stuff. And it's really um and there is no closure. That's what the other woman said. She's like, There's no closure to this thing. You just it's fun. you're you know, they're gone. It's not closure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um and I think also yeah. because, you know, the stages of grief many people in psychology will tell you this is not a step-by-step linear process you bounce back and forth and I think that really relates to what whoever the TED talk was about because it there is no completion of this process probably until Mm -hmm. you're dead Mm -hmm. um and and you may go from the acceptance back into bargaining oh like if I had done this or you know I'll do this and it it's it's just like you said a roller coaster and you have to ride it and I I think recovery has been a blessing for me because you know instead of avoiding those feelings and um, just immersing myself in work or just trying to drink it away Mm -hmm. um, now I can feel all those shitty feelings and get through it because that really isn't it (laughs) it it sucks it really sucks but you know what the the only way to move forward is through I fully Mm -hmm. believe that you know there's no way around it yeah I 100% agree and that's the the nagging in the back of your mind that we talk about in the, um, you know, because it's going to come up and you're going to, and, and you're almost forced to deal with it. There is no getting around it. It literally mm-hmm. is, um, you know, especially in recovery too, right? I mean, it was so different when we'd be drinking. It's like, that's why I say for me, you know, if I wanted to, if I was feeling shitty, you know, man, double up, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have to fucking spend any more time thinking about it. You know, you know it was solved for me basically. Um, and then again, the attitude that comes with all those things, you know, the lack of feeling, the lack of, um, um, you know, attention to others and the complete selfishness of that stuff. And it's like, you know, and if you did have a loss, you know, you drank even more because you were just justified, you know. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just a, and it was just a real good excuse to a certain degree. So, you know, a lot of people use it as an excuse. Right. So um, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask because I know this was something I went through, but did you grieve um, the loss of alcohol? You know, did oh, you yeah. ever yeah, go through yeah. uh, kind of that sadness associated with losing uh, what it did for you or what it meant to you? Or, uh, you know, did you did you go through that? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Like, you know, and, you know, and I and I. I tried to um, think back when I was a kid, when I was when I, I got pulled away from my drug culture. Right. And I got moved to a new mm-hmm. new town and um, I actually pulled from Southern California to Minnesota. And uh, when I was like, whatever, 14 and uh, 14, 15 and um, and I grieved the loss of my drugs, but I didn't know it at the time. I mean, it was just completely um, lost. And so. I see that today, like, oh, like that's, that's why I was behaving the way I was. And then this time around it, you know, it's like you're losing your best friend, especially because it's like, you just so dependent on alcohol to not feel all this stuff in. Um, and that was, you know, I, like, I, 
I, I still love this one. Uh, that first vacation, I still love talking about this one because, like, when we took the RV and uh, went to the beach for the first time, and I just had this big, um, you know, because we have a compartments where you store things, right? And there was mm-hmm. a compartment for my alcohol, really, that was completely empty. Mm-hmm. And so, so that was completely empty. And then it started to rain, and I was standing out by the RV and just standing in the rain next to the, like our little fire pit. And I fucking was just like, it was just that was complete grieving the loss of alcohol because I was mm-hmm. just like, what am I gonna do now? <laughs> like, yeah. I just like, you know, I felt lost, completely lost without alcohol. You know, mm-hmm. as in those moments, especially when those moments would literally be nothing but alcohol and drinking you know mm-hmm. i just couldn't it was just i didn't know what to do with my hands after that you know yep. i just fucking put my hands in my pockets and stood there in the rain you know and then nobody could notice the tears and i <laughs> i want to say that even in aa i don't hear a lot of people talking about that type of grief you know because mm-hmm. Because I can understand, like, from a family member's perspective, you don't want to bring up, I miss drinking, or, you know, I'm I'm so sad that I can't drink anymore, because they're like, well, you were a f- you're a fucking idiot if you're thinking like that. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But it's a real thing, you know, it, it was our crutch, it was Sorry, our, our bestie. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we don't talk about it, and I think it's something that... I don't want to generalize and say everyone, but I think a lot of people go through, you know, that type of grieving, um, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Our entire disease doesn't make any fucking sense. No, so no, why no. would, you know, why would we not talk about this? Like, it is a real thing that happens and you'll get through it um, if you allow yourself to go through that, those feelings and also put in some effort to stay sober. Yeah, no, no doubt. And then I, I think I just—I don't know when you said that. I think I was like imagining like my significant other saying it to me, right? Because like after everything that you've gone through, you're yeah, fucking exactly. telling me like <laughs> you fucking miss this shit. The fuck is wrong with you? But you it's know? okay to have that feeling. I think. Yeah. You know, maybe choose wisely who you confide in with that like you probably wouldn't want to tell your wife that and it probably wouldn't end well but you know a sponsor would be a good person to to talk to about it yeah and again you know there's a certain amount of guilt to that too right you know Mm -hmm. because now you're like you know well you know if i say that you know it's like yeah yeah well i've hurt these people and now i'm still sitting here thinking this way it's like what must they think you know so, yeah, I, I would imagine that there's like a certain amount like you cannot share in that regard because it would just be ridiculous in somebody mm-hmm. else's opinion. But in ours, it's completely a, you know, yeah, it's absolutely like you, you just lost your best. It's like your best friend dying, you know, mm-hmm. it's like and then when you know in your heart of hearts that you can't do that anymore. And it's like it's like you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a toxic yeah. friendship, you know, yeah, just yeah. because it's bad for you doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Exactly. Exactly. So Ooh, I'm going to quote you on that one. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so I guess, you know, oh, oh, so with the sponsor thing, I just wanted to, to, to like go through it and say like, uh, you know, it was it, one, one of the things that I, do, I did and I've never done before, which is to, you know, I, I you know, I went to the services, I talked with other people. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I, oh, here's, here's the best one. Um, uh, my new sponsor who I had been talking to 
because you know at two weeks when my sponsor went into the hospital after two weeks i was like i didn't i didn't know how well it was going to go so I, I needed somebody to talk to and i'm just talking to this dude and um and here's one of the best parts is that i got a uh i got a card in the mail it says sorry for your loss right and i i it, the thing is is like it it totally helped me because it validated that, that i fucking i'm gonna i lost something you know what i mean and yeah. i felt something and and it mattered damn it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and that it was when it was in a it's really weird because it's like you know you're not family you're not like you know these things but but you get to know these people so deeply and so you know um so i don't know detailed it's like well, it's like a very raw relationship yeah yeah and it's not like normal friendship relationships either like like even yeah. my i've had best friends but i've never had a relationship like this where it was very it was much deeper than average best best friends kind of stuff and so yeah. for me um you know and we just we just got along like a fucking house on fire and it was just fucking great and you know i mean we could t- we could talk for hours like little fucking little, little girls little girls on the phone twisting my hair and shit you know uh but (laughs) but uh but that was the thing just to get the card was like was you know for me and that's the thing i you know that's the stuff that i started to understand that i absolutely do need right that i need Mm -hmm. to go talk i need to go uh you know i i need to embrace those things and not you know not blow that stuff off to actually you know feel that stuff and to like take that moment and go like wow you know i got this car because i'm going through some shit and it it sucks and um and to love another person like that is um it's just it's great and but it comes with the the other side of the coin right you know you 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 get all the benefits but there you know there is a price to pay you know at the end of that Mm -hmm. stuff and um and it could have gone the other way too i could have died you know and yeah. then, you know, and then it could have been my sponsor talking about this awesome guy named Carl that he, <laughs> this very awesome guy. Named, I just want to say that again. This very awesome guy. named Carl. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, ev- there's a price to pay for every relationship you get into. And that, um, I did talk, to, I did go to my therapist, by the way, after my, um, sponsor and I, and I, and I made sure to address and I said, Hey, look, like I, I was talking about all this other shit and really it was like. 20 minutes towards the end and i was like oh and my sponsor died right <laughs> you that's know? really why i'm here yeah. but i just didn't want to talk about it exactly right so now and i'm then, talking about it <laughs> so when we talked about it um you know he was basically like hey like you know um it's all good right like you you seem mm-hmm. to be doing it well and you you know um and it does suck right you know but but just keep doing what you're doing because it sounds to me like you're doing the healthy things you know and yeah. and i and i just so that was the stuff that made me feel much better about, you know, kind of moving forward. And not only that, it's like now I go, now I got two people that I look at and go, you know, how did they live their lives, you know, and, and what was their purpose and goals? And it was basically the same, absolutely the same. Be of service to others, you know, try to help wherever you can. Be loving, be kind, um, mm-hmm. be compassionate, be empathetic, you know, um, extend yourself where necessary, but not where it's going to you know, hurt yourself or others, right? Yeah. So, so you're, you're like turning your pain into purpose. Pain into purpose, which we have talked about mm-hmm. on the show before. And if you would like to look up silverpod.com slash pain is purpose. <laughs> 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 what, what was it? What was the domain again? 
what was pain it? is a process oh pain pain is a process yeah there you go yeah so um maybe we'll make that point to uh all the all the <laughs> pain is a process episodes okay what about you you have any have any wise words to to sum up to to put a bow on this shiznit hmm well i i'm deeply connected to the people i've lost um there are going to be things that you grieve that aren't just people, you know, like you had mentioned, Carl, your childhood. I felt like, you know, I was robbed of many things in my childhood. I still had a great childhood, but you know, I, it wasn't easy. And I, I had a sick brother and I came second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had to kind of grieve through that. Therapy was immensely helpful to me, uh, to, to kind of digest and process all of that. Um, with my with my uncle i he was very active in the recovery community and so i in honoring him i always try to help people who need it um in recovery and just treating people you know like in my job there unfortunately are some biases in healthcare still some stigma and i try to gently tell people you know that that's a human being you know it's not just an addict it's not Mm -hmm. just an alcoholic that's a human Um, and just trying to spread awareness that way in his honor Um, and just you know doing this podcast every week I think is is really um, spreading spreading uh, the message of recovery which which he would love Um, but as far as like honoring them, I think you can find your own ways to, to honor people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's interesting for my wedding, we had it on November 1st, which is Dia de los Muertos. And I just love the idea of honoring your loved ones who have passed on. And so at my reception, I had this whole table just of pictures of our, of people we love who had passed on and, you know, really kind of a tribute to them. So, um, just, just finding little ways like that to, uh, to not ignore it, but to grow with it and, and accept it, I think has been helpful in my, in my case. And it's, everyone's got to find their own own way to grieve. Mm -hmm. They really do. Yeah. Nobody should be faulted for, um, which I think I have in the past, you know, you know, why didn't you get over it? That kind of shit, you know, uh, you know, I've, you know, I've, uh, I've been a, um, you know, a complete asshole in some of those regards where I've thought like, man, that person's like really grieving that person forever. Right. Um, but again, I was never involved in a relationship where it, where it it meant anything to me. And and then when it, this last time when it really was, uh, and then also the, you know, the old guy before it's like, I never really saw that stuff like that, you know? I never yeah. saw that. Oh my gosh, I'm grieving that stuff. It's not that I just feel like shit. I'm actually grieving, it, you know. So, um, so yeah, it doesn't matter if it's if it's you know, two years, five years, ten years, whatever, twenty years down the road. If you you know, you want to feel like complete malaise for the you know, for that <laughs> day, you go right ahead. You know, just by all means, though, you know, make sure that it's a, again not injuring yourself or others. I think is really important. You know, so that yeah. uh, so you have. And again, if you need to talk about it, talk about it. Don't just don't just let it 
um, faster or don't just let it um, push you into other behaviors. And, you know, because the more we push that shit down, it'll um, uh, it'll come out in other ways. You know, it'll yep. definitely come out in other ways. Okay, Chelsea, I think that's it. That's depressing enough. That's malaise enough. <laughs> we have malaised the shit into to nothingness. Okay. Um, what? Oh, wait. What is the date for next week? Where are we at? Where are we at? It will be the 26th. 26th. That's be February 26th. Are you ready for this one? Yes. Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> ready? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I never planned these things. I did not plan them at all. Um, February 26th. Pain is a great motivator. <laughs> That's the irony. Oh, the irony. Nothing happens for an addict or alcoholic that isn't driven by the speed of pain. It can take a lot for some of us before we succumb to the agony. Some of us seem to have some perverse enjoyment from the amount of pain we can endure. But why? Wouldn't you rather not have to suffer? Wouldn't you rather take the necessary steps to alleviate the pain now and forego all the personal fucking torture? It may sound hard hard to believe, but you deserve to be happy. You deserve the life you were meant to live before all the muckery and fuckery took you down that beaten path. Let go. Reflections. Uh, what is the one thing you beat yourself up over? And daily challenge. What is the one thing you pride yourself on? Oh, look at that. I like muckery and fuckery. That was, that was a nice little... Little additive in there, dude. Come on, you know, like muckery <laughs> and fuckery. <laughs> which one's fuckery and which one's muckery? <laughs> which one's more like muckery and more like fuckery? <laughs> All right, but hey, um, uh, that's a nice one, right? That is you know, very strange. We did not plan that, but yeah, it, hey, we'll we'll keep it going. There seems to be a theme building. Yeah. Next on 366 fucking days sober. <laughs> uh, by, the way, yeah, yeah. Go on. by the way, we uh, want to invite you to our private Facebook group, SoberPod Live. You can go to facebook.com slash group slash SoberPod. We've got Bing and Bod Phil who does his exercise class for beginners every Saturday morning. We also have... Um, you know, a small little community in there where we'll post daily quotes and you can interact with Carl and myself. Um, it's nice. It's a nice little group. Uh, we also have the official meeting of SoberPod, which is the SOS meeting on Zoom. Uh, that information you can find on our website, SoberPod.com. As well as on the Facebook group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, v, who hosts it, she will remind you if you join the Facebook group. It is every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern. <laughs> and uh, it's a nice meeting. It's it's really laid back and I feel bad that I uh, keep missing it. But hey, you may even see Carl and myself there if you join. Um, but you will see V for sure. Yes, and V is wonderful. We love you, V. And then Fire Network. Tell them about it, Carl. You can go to friendsinrecoverycommunity.org and go down to the bottom of the page and click on uh, Fire Network to learn more about joining the Fire Network, which is basically, you know, uh, if you're a creative person in recovery, uh, creating content like we are, like Friends in Recovery are, uh, and like all the other people out there. Uh, and you want to join us and help to promote your 
works, uh, get in touch with us, and it's all on that page. Nice. And, and then, oh, I, I just posted a link um, to, uh, you know, you were talking about your uh, uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just posted a link to that episode on um, on the Facebook group as well. So, so you can go there to see all the little, you know, stuff that we talk about as well, because uh, I... I I especially love posting some of these um, 366 fucking days sober uh, mm-hmm. uh, readings on there as well. So the ones that you know we're not necessarily putting on the the once a week on the show, uh, I'm sprinkling those in into those into that group as well, just every once in a while. So uh, oh. and until the book comes out, anyway. When the okay. book comes out, though, then you're gonna have to go fucking pay for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at in the book right now? Oh Jesus, Jesus. Oh, you know Jesus. oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! <laughs> ask me a question. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Hold on a second. Um, so I have. Uh, okay, I just want for fairness, right? I did get a job. Okay. It's okay, so, Carl. And well, wait. I just want to say, you know, they they're actually making me work. So it's it's a little, <laughs> it's a little, it's a little harder than I thought. You know, they're actually I have making to earn me, my money. <laughs> I do have to earn my money, which I don't know if I like that idea. I'm just, you know, <laughs> being straight and honest. I don't know if I like actually having to work, but no, I do actually. I love, I love having the, the gig. Um, so that put me at uh, August seventeenth, which I think I've only written maybe about, um, I don't know, twelve, thirteen since the last time. Since the are you going to do a cool the... one on the twenty second? What do you mean? Oh, no, I didn't even think about that. Dang it. Now you got me thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, I don't... Hey, not... you're writing it. No, I will not do a cool one because this is just going to be random. <laughs> I just, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be like aligning with like birthdays and yeah. stuff. Like, which is weird that yours, you know, because like think about it, like it's your birthday and I got grief. What the fuck? That's okay. <laughs> Strange. So it was just good though, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe I was thinking about moving it because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's it gonna be? I totally forgot last week that your birthday was this, you know, Sunday, and I was just like, oh, and then when we I already talked about it, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, here we go. So yeah, no, I I just think it's better just to not have it attached. You know what I mean? To like yeah. doing holidays and one. I think the only one I did was like the first of the year, right? Because that's when people yeah. like are gonna open to the first part of that book. New and Year, New Me. Yeah, New Year, New Me kind of stuff. Maybe right? Mm-hmm. People be like, you're gonna get a christmas gift <laughs> they're gonna open to that first page it's gonna tell them like look if you are just trying to get sober because you want to it's not gonna work <laughs> <laughs> that's what i thought was funny this ain't for one. you this ain't for you just close the book and run away you know because <laughs> 30 days you're gonna be fucking out of here you know okay so um so did we say enough i think we said plenty but by your comment, did we say too much? Mm, no. So we're just about right. We're like we're the, just we're like about the, right. We're like the three little bears or something. We're like, we're like the Goldilocks of podcasts. <laughs> sure, Carl. Okay, well that that's all that I have to say, Chelsea. What do you have to say to the kind, loving people? Deuces. And I will say, stay active, stay sober. Stop your fucking crying. No, stay active, stay sober. <laughs> See you.